everybody. Welcome back to Grounded on this Monday in Central Ohio. It's a gloomy day, 35 degrees. I am Craig. Across from me is Brandon. He's got sock problems. He's got holes in his socks. Bro, what's going on with your socks? I, they're driving me crazy. Well, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you too. And he's a, he, I sit down here and he's like, man, my socks are driving me crazy. He pulls them up and he's got a big hole in them. Well, this is the only ones. I don't even know what these are. Rawlings maybe? Russell. They're Russells. Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll just go buy you a bag of socks. I mean, uh, well, it's not got, that hard. I've actually, got you know, some at home. Walmart, man. They're my favorites. They're and ones. Is and that a, is that any is that like a female sock or what no? They're the best socks ever. All right, let me ask. I got to do this. Here we go. I got to ask this. Does Justin Bieber wear those? I have not a clue. Oh, come on. Not a clue. Okay, he knows. He's, y'all don't see his face. He knows. But anyway. Whatevs. Besides your socks. How's it going? That's good. It is really good. We had a visit the other day. We did. And we are drinking, um, what the, uh, our visitor brought us. Secret Water Society Roast December 2022. He told me, uh, Secret Water Roast. When he said that the first time, I told him, I said, it's like the water buffaloes water on buffaloes. the Flintstones, you know? That but is twice in the last week that we've mentioned the water buffaloes. Cause I mentioned those hats last week that we, we oh yeah, 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 you, know, you that did. they wore with the you big, know, the Flintstones was such a good cartoon. Is. Is a good cartoon, yeah. But anyway. my kids have been watching it. We've got Boomerang, and you know we don't watch Disney. We dropped, we dumped Disney. That's a, you know what? That could be hashtag dumped yeah. Disney. I that would be great. I like be. it. I don't know. Yeah, but we dumped Disney, and so like I walked up the other day, and they were watching. The, have you ever seen the Flintstones? I don't know if it's Flintstones or Jetsons, but where the Leroy Jetson, Leroy Jetson. Oh yeah, um, where he creates the time machine. And he thinks they're going forward in time, but they accidentally go back, back in yeah, time, and yeah, they meet up yeah. with the Flintstones. My kids were watching that. Yeah, that's they pretty were loving good. It. That's pretty good. So, but you digress. So, thank you to Randy Neal yes. for bringing us the coffee. We're drinking it right now. Thank and you to Robin because I think Robin's yeah. the one that Is signed up for these special special blends. Thank so. you to Robin for giving it to Randy, who gives it to us. That's right. How about that? Yeah. Right. So, Another visit yeah. from the Black Rifle Fair. It's actually really good. I wasn't sure at the the smell, the aroma of the actual coffee grounds. Yeah. Um, it was a little that could, that was kind of uh, the other smell that was that was competing with it was the trash can from yesterday. So maybe that oh, was maybe, it too. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But, yeah, no, it had almost a citrusy smell to it, and there's yeah. uh, I can taste a hint of it, but it's it's actually good. It's very good. Yeah, I really like it's it. Black so thank Rifle. you. I talked to somebody yesterday, I think it was, and they were like, "I just tried Black Rifle for the first time," and pretty much they didn't say this, but pretty much what I heard was, "I'll never go back." Really? They loved it, and it was. And it was just, it was, um, it was, it was just black that they got. Wow. Um, which is good. It's a good smooth. That's actually medium roast. Did you know that? Some good, just black medium is roast. medium yep. roast, but beyond black is dark. And I like the beyond black. You would like what I've been drinking. Now, right now I'm drinking my Dude, other. I, I, I like coffee. I don't like tea. Nah. My other cup, I have got two cups. <laughs> um, my other cup is 30 presents out. Which is their Christmas blend? They came out with it last Christmas. Is it like presents, like you open a present. Yeah, it's okay. got a picture of Santa Claus on it, and he's okay. Let's stop right there. Let's stop at Santa Claus. What? But the reindeer. Is there? I want to ask you a question. Finish your story, but think about this while you're finished. Is there such thing as a Santa Claus? Keep going. Okay. Okay. And so, um, the so he's got Santa Claus. Okay. But he's got this really tactical reindeer. He's got these goggles on, night vision goggles, so he can see to cut through. It's awesome. <laughs> I like that. So, to answer pretty... your question, okay, I believe in Santa Claus. 
Do you? And I believe in the Black Rifle Fairy. Well, I, here's the thing. The Black Rifle Fairy is real because I've actually seen him. I have too. I've not seen um, Santa. St. Nicholas. I've seen the mock Santas. Right, around, right. But, um, yeah, but that's, you know, to be able to... To sit in I, all those stores and, and meet all those kids, you, one person can't do that, so he's got to have some help. Exactly. I've seen Jimmy Buffett. Oh, here we go. I've seen Stephen Curtis, but I've never seen those two in the same room. So it's, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what's real? What's, what's, what's not real? Right. So <laughs> that's a great question just in and of itself. What's real? What's not real? What's real and what's not real? Because in today's world? Yeah. You know what amazes me is that, um, we were, we, we were watching television the other night and, you know, we, you know, it's kind of our, nightly thing we do we watch like crime show and all that kind of stuff but anyway the commercials that are on there i mean the commercials that um just the television shows that are out oh. and what they're commercialing is like you know there's like okay strippers there's like mm-hmm. the um lgbtq there's the um you know what what do you call the guys that dress up like women and they do their do their shtick. Uh, there's oh, that whole show yeah. that's out with that, mm-hmm. and and like parents taking their kids to this mm-hmm. and watching it, and they're like applauding. I'm like drag queens, drag queens. What is wrong with this world? What is wrong with this country? I mean, do we not need God or what? We're um, we're a few minutes into the podcast, but I don't think we've got enough time to dive into that question. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that one. But uh, it's just it, it's spelled. But I, I mean. Every, like every month my mouth drops open. I'm like, I cannot believe they just aired that. I can't believe they just actually uttered that. Mm-hmm. And, um, have, have you ever noticed though too when you're watching television, the medical commercials that are on there? I mean, the, the, like the big pharma, what they're trying to push for the medical. Oh yeah. And then they, I just, then do. they have all these side effects. Like, well, you know what? I'd rather my legs rot off than exactly. take that stuff. You know, you know, when you're like something happens and your ears ring. And like you can't hear anything else but your ears ringing. Yeah. That's what happens to me when those commercials come on. Oh yeah. It's just, and they're long. I mean, it's yeah, super long. Yeah. Oh, they're pushing their, have you gotten vaccinated? So have you got, and yeah. it's not just vaccinated for a COVID. It's like no. vaccinated for this, vaccinated. Have you got your boosters? Have you got this? And you're like, seriously. I mean, that's all you would do is go get vaccinated and boosted over and over again for every single thing that come out. Yeah. Flu shots, COVID shots, boosters. It's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Here's, here's the truth. The only booster that I need is the Bible. That, okay, so I need two. Then need a Bible. And I need a booster if I ever have to speak with your podium up front. Because that thing is so tall for me. I said yesterday, it's like if I stand behind the, behind his podium, I feel like an elf. I'm so short. Dude, I, was, I, I squatted down yesterday. Everybody thought that was hilarious. Even I, second service laughed. Yeah, I stood back up and I got lightheaded. That's how fast I came <laughs> up. So that's a long way down. A long way down. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not my fault I'm short. Well, I didn't want to do that before communion meditation. So, you know, before I got to talk about communion and then, then I got back up and, you know, I was like, Hey, good job, Brandon. You know, you're so talented. Da 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 da. And then I was like, but what's with this thing here in front of me? It's like right here. It's right. Like, oh my gosh. It literally was waist high. Right at your waist. Yeah. But how tall are you? If I stand up straight, six one, six one, little, maybe just a touch over. Yeah. I'm five five max. Like, and that it depends on what my hair is looking like that day. <laughs> And then I don't know, Todd was Todd six three. Oh yeah, probably. four six yeah. three or four. So he's got three inches on me, um, at least two or three inches mm-hmm. on me. Probably a couple. And so he likes my podium, right? He thinks it's great, um, but I can't imagine him standing up 
him doing announcements yesterday with that one. It would have been like at his thighs. Right. It would have been hilarious to that see. That would have been funny. Right. Yeah. But hey, good job yesterday. Thank Thanks you. Did an awesome job. Thank and, you. Um, they, um, you know, we had a good day. Um, we were in the 280s or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was a kind of a gloomy day yesterday. It was. Uh, yeah. It was a weird, uh, weird day, um, when it came to, to that. But, um, but yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the, uh, I thought the message was really good. I've really appreciated Todd, uh, leading in the way he did. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated you, um, talking about, you know, that the aspect of just, what, what'd you have that? What'd you call it? The worship? The songs the, of Christmas. The songs of Christmas. And, um, and I like, I like the series because, um, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, are you, are you ever going to preach again? I was like, no, if I can help it, I'll try to get, see if I can get Todd to do the next week too. But, um, right. but I like this because we're all, we're talking about the Christmas story, mm-hmm. but we're all hitting different aspects than, I mean, we're, Todd did hit the shepherds, but he had a few different aspects that we don't hear about. You talked about, you know, you know, Mary's song, but it was a different aspect right. and this Sunday is going to be a little different. And then I'm actually Christmas weekend. Um, I won't give it up yet, but, um, I'm, we're trying to talk about Christmas, but what I'm going to talk about is a few days after right. Jesus is born mm-hmm. and what that looks like because it's something that gets lost in the shuffle. Right. Of the entire Christmas right. account. Yep. So that's why I wanted to focus on that. So I hope everybody's not disappointed. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to hear about the angels coming and, you know, the shepherds at the, you know, cause we all know that part. Right. But this is a really Christmas weekend is going to be a really good part because it's, I think it affects us today. Right. That we have to have hope and we got to just keep plotting through. We got to keep doing what God has called. Stay faithful. Stay yeah. faithful. Wait for God. Just be faithful to Him no matter what. So I think this is something that especially this Christmas, the message of the two people we're going to talk about hits us today. Right. So I, I just think the entire series, I, I really, I really, I thought it was good. It was, it's been good for me. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't get to sit and watch? And you, I think you asked me yesterday, you text me. Something about you ready to get back on it or something. I don't know how we got into it, but I, I told, I, I think I told you I was a little out of place. I've been a little out of place. Right, I, right. I, I felt out of place. Like, like I almost didn't belong because I'm not doing what I'm normally doing. For sure. So it's a little weird when all you do is when I'm here, I'm up front and, you know, that's what's, you know, just what you do. Right. But it's been, it was good because, um, I think it, it gives me a point in time that God able, is able to speak to me. Through somebody else. Right. And, um, you know, listen to something and even, um, and I wasn't in there the whole time, the second, I wasn't in there like I was the first service. Right. right. But I did sit back in the stream room. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening and we were all quiet in there listening. And, um, it's amazing how, and I know it happens to me too. You'll say something in the first service, but it's quite, it's a little bit different in the different second, second service. So yeah. I like that. I think that's just the spirit moving. It so. is for sure. And, and one of the things kind of, to piggyback off what you were talking about, about just highlighting different parts of the Christmas account this mm-hmm. year. You know, we're not really, yeah, we're reading the Christmas story. We're, we're kind of talking about that, but we're hitting it in a little different light. And mm-hmm. for me, that's what I'm, I've been trying to do is just to read it a little different. And as I read, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but as I read Mary's song this year, her, the Magnificat. I read it in a different light, and you know, because I always glamorize it, and I make it like it was just so this pretty thing, and and everything was so simple for Mary, but it wasn't. No, and and that was the really honestly the first time because I do think we we glamorize it and we make mm-hmm. it like it was just this awesome thing, and everything was so easy for everybody. But this was the first time that I read it and thought, man, what what was she really going mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. like? What were the struggles? What were the questions? What were the doubts? And so, what'd you call it? 
the the, the songs of Christmas. The Meg. The Magnificat. I when he told me that he, I, I I was joking with him last week when he the Magnificat. Mm-hmm. I said that sounds like a uh, one of the dinner entrees it at does. Olive Garden. It's like, and would you like uh, breadsticks with that? Right. You exactly. know, it's like yeah. It's like would you like the, soup and salad? Would you like to add lasagna soup and salad with gravy or something? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the Magnificat? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's just um, this. The, the sad thing about Christmas is that Christmas gets lost in the shuffle it does and um no matter how much you try not to let it happen it gets lost in the shuffle and so i jesus just gets lost in the shuffle and um even at church um it's like one ear and out the other so it's i think christmas for me is one of the hardest things to talk about because everybody knows the story everybody's read the story everybody even if you're not a christian you pretty much know the story right you know what i mean you know the basics of the story so it's really hard to talk about it and make application but i think this year i think it's so far so good um, yeah so i like i like what we're doing yeah i'm excited i think it's it's going to be good we have um we ask a question and nobody got it well, one person got it. Well, yeah, but and I don't. I don't know that he wants credit for it. But he, he just he didn't. He kind of like no, let somebody else do it. So, yeah. but um, nine equals one. It's our series coming up in January. January starts January as I was corrected yesterday during the se- second service. January the eighth. Yeah, not the eleventh. Exactly. January the eighth, we start nine equals one. Should we just go ahead and tell them? That's up to you. I'm down with it. Nine We've equals one. Time. Nine equals one is found. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Give you a hint. Give you a hint. First person, contact the church, contact Brandon, um, or contact me if you got my contact information. Email me. First person, we get it. We'll have to log in the numbers if we get them at the same time or a little before. Nine equals one. I'm going to send you a hint. If you really want to do this, we'll still give the $10 gift card. And here's 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 the hint. You're going to find your answer in Galatians 3, 4, or 5. Okay, it's in one of those chapters. So there's your hint. You got till Thursday to yep. let us know. After Thursday, all is all off. So right. 9 equals 1, what is it? You can either find it in Galatians 3, Galatians 4, or Galatians 5. Man, you just set that up on a T for them. Boom, yeah. So should be able to... Knock it out of the. Good thing we're not on the air, like literally, like live right now. We probably we get in this. We should do that sometime. We can go live. Can we do that? Yeah, we can. All right, let's do that. We have to try things around, figure it out. But yeah, it's doable. That'd be fun. Have people call in or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Depends on who calls in. For sure, that could be dangerous. Like "Uh, Saudi, we speak no English here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So yesterday was uh, was good. I really appreciated the message, and um, so. it was uh it was a good um good way to uh you know I, I like the I like the way you put that the the songs of Christmas because I think that was a good way um to do that yeah when, and we look at you know you see the the angels obviously sing their song Todd talked about that last week so I didn't yeah. really want to hit on that but I wanted yeah. to talk about the two humans um, Zachariah right. and and Mary that that gave their songs but you know I pretty much and I, I said you know last week Todd brought his message from Luke chapter 2. Yes. And we backtracked and we started and pretty much went through the entire first chapter of Luke. We didn't hit everything. 
there were some things that I didn't hit, but we pretty much walked through the entire first chapter of Luke. And, okay. you know, I, I don't know about you. Todd alluded to this last week, but I love reading Luke's gospel. Yeah. Because Luke has so much detail. Well, that's, I'm glad you said that because, um, I'm actually bringing that out on Christmas weekend. Luke tells you things that you normally wouldn't hear. So right. like, it'd be like, you know, Brandon was the son of, um, mm-hmm. you know, Donnie Chenault and, you know, he had, you know, seven sons and three daughters and two sons died at the age of this and two, right. uh, right. two, uh, you know, he's, he's very he, detailed. He's very detailed about this. And, you know, you, you hear things like, you know, even in Luke, you'll hear him talk about, you know, this person was married and had this, uh, was married this long and her husband died. And Luke is very, very good. He gives you. He almost paints paints a picture, absolutely, of what he wants you. It's almost like he doesn't want any detail lost. He doesn't want you to generalize. He wants you to see what actually happened. Yeah, and I like think that, that was his personality. He was a physician. Yeah. So he paid. You know, as a physician, yeah. you pay attention to detail, and I, I think that was yeah his personality. And that's what I said. There was. You know, you don't find as much detail. You look at Matthew, and Matthew gives you the genealogy of Jesus, which is, and that's what I love about the Gospels. Right. You know, they all play a part. You know, Matthew's Gospel gives the genealogy. Um, if you okay. want to have fun with your kids before you allow them to open presents, read the the Christmas account from the book okay. of Matthew. Because, you know, it's like yeah. Abraham, yeah. you know, begot Isaac, and Isaac, you know, and all right, this stuff. Right, 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 um, right. And, but, you know, that's important because it fulfills shows that prophecy right. was fulfilled right um giving the the lineage of jesus right where you know but there's not a lot of detail revolving around you know the accounts of you know mary being visited by gabriel mm-hmm. zachariah and elizabeth you know john the baptist all of that is really not mentioned in any of the other gospels mm-hmm. but here we in luke we find it's in great detail and it's for a purpose it is know? for a purpose um you had down in luke one five through seven. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Ju- there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of is that Abijah? That's right. And his wife Elizabeth, and was um, from the priestly line of my my I, my it's Aaron. Aaron, yeah, dude, I'm having a hard time seeing this. Sorry. Zechariah and Elizabeth uh, were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. And that's um that's a Pretty, yeah. and I talk about that here in just a little bit. Yeah, actually, you know, if you think about, they were careful to obey all. Like that's not they were careful. They obeyed some of them. No, it was right. all. Um, they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. Yeah, and that's what I said. Luke um, doesn't tell us the ages of these two individuals, right? But um, Bible scholars believe Elizabeth to be somewhere in. Around her mid sixties, all the way up to possibly into her eighties. Yeah, I had a professor in um, Bible college, um, New Testament professor, said pretty much the same thing. He 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 said she was somewhere probably between sixty nine and seventy nine, so somewhere in there where you are literally out of the uh, you're you're out of the childbearing years. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that's uh, that's I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, what, and then what you said about Mary is exactly what you know. I, I believe you know. 13, 14 years old and right. It's about tops on that. It's so, tops. Yeah, exactly. Tops. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably old. Yeah. And so, so I talk about, you know, how Elizabeth and Zachariah had all but given up on having kids. Is that better? I fixed your light for you. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Cause you know, I got, I, I don't have my glasses with me. So Uh-oh. yeah. Um, but next we see the amazing happen. I said, while Zachariah was serving God in the temple, he was selected to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. And, and I love this because 
I look back at my life too, and it's like things happen for a reason. God right. places me in certain moments in certain time for a certain purpose, so that that He can can speak to me. And that's exactly what happens right. you know, while He's in the sanctuary, while He's burning incense. We read this interaction. This is a little longer passage, but Luke one, beginning of verse eleven. I'm gonna go get more coffee while you're reading this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> can you fill mine up too? Yeah. It says, while Zachariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. No, it doesn't say at this point, and I didn't elaborate on this, you know, because you only have so much time, and I wanted to make sure that I was under time because I didn't want to, you know, catch any flack from you for being in the red. Uh, okay, so a little, sorry guys, he was under time. He was under time by three minutes of the first service, second, to the second service. Second service, I prayed longer. And, but, you got to realize something, guys. Um, he prayed like 10 minutes, so there was a lot more time. Exactly. Anyway, keep reading. Anyway, so he was in the sanctuary. An angel of the Lord appeared to him. It doesn't say who the angel of the Lord is here. Um, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and we'll see that here in just a little bit. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, he almost laughs at the angel here. He's like, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. And so what Zechariah, the difference between Did you Zachariah, catch what Zechariah did? He didn't say, my wife is old. Right. She's well along. Well along in Good years. word choice. It, exactly. But the difference here between what we see Zechariah's response and Mary's response is that Zechariah questions and puts everything on him. He's like, but I'm old and my wife is well along in years. My wife is old too. Right. You know, it's like, but what we can't, we can't make this happen. Mm -hmm. And then the angel name drops, you know, and we've seen this name before. Um, but at this point he's like, okay. You didn't believe, so now I'm going to tell you who I am and by what authority right. I'm bringing this message. The angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And Zechariah exits, exits the temple. He goes home once his duties are fulfilled at the temple. Um, and we read this in Luke one twenty four and 25. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Okay, so that whole account there is um, very wild if you think about it. The angel appears to him, mm -hmm. and it tells us he's afraid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... At this point in time, this is like the only time in Zachariah's long life that he'd ever had an angelic visit, correct? Am I right about this? Know. As far as we know. Okay. Yep. So you would be, you would be alarmed. Am I right? Yeah. If you took Jasper yeah. out to go to the bathroom tonight at 1130 at night and all of a sudden an angel comes walking around the swing set at you and says, don't be afraid. I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to be afraid. 
you're going to be like, what is going on? You're, your first thanks. Now it, I'm going to be taking my gun. Yeah, and take Jasper out. Well, the first indication is not going to be calmness. No, because you're going to be a little bit terrified, and I can understand this. Jasper and I are both going to be going to the bathroom. So, okay, work with me on this. And this is this is something that's always. <laughs> I don't know if this has bothered me or if this is something that uh, I don't think. It, uh, anyway, just go with me. He's afraid. Mm-hmm. First angelic appearance. He's afraid. He's trying to work this through. The angel mm-hmm. just keeps talking. Yeah. Here's what's yeah. going to happen. And so why he's working through his fear, the angel's saying, oh, by the way, you're going to have a baby and this is what's going to happen. So he's as he's processing this, his fear, his emotion, and now I'm going to be a father because, I mean, most generally, and you were right about this, uh, My um, in college they said that um, – uh, Elizabeth was probably somewhere between 69 and 79. You could almost put um, Zechariah between eight, 75 and 85, exactly. if not a hair older. Not older. So yep. let's deal with this. I mean, he, why? 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 The guy's pushing 100, and I'm going to be a dad. He's going to be a father. Yeah. And then when he says, why, you're not going to be able to talk until after the baby's born. So yeah, we process this. He's got. He's fearful. He's trying to process what he's hearing. This is almost like this is crazy because it's like um, it'd be like the angel Gabriel comes to appear before uh, Brandon tonight and tells Brandon that hey, do not be afraid. Brandon's going to be you know doing all this thing. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to go play NBA basketball because I want you to preach and to these people and I want you to lead the NBA people to to Jesus Christ. You're going to be like, well, how's that going to work? I'm only five five. I'm five five and I'm thirty seven years old. And guess what? You're not going to be able to talk until after you're able. You know, it's like, boom, it's like, boom, 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 boom. So here's my question. Why did it work out that way? Why, why, why silence Zachariah at this point? I really do. I personally, like if you're asking me that question, I'm not a Bible scholar. Um, but you know, I've looked at this account quite a bit over the years. Okay. And and I really do think it is his response. Um, and we'll, we'll look at Mary's response in a little bit because she questions too. But her question is is it's directed differently. But I don't see anything in Zechariah tone. I don't read a tone. Do you? I how, don't how read I, a tone. How, how can this all happen? I'm an old. Ma- I mean, I could see. I could be like, "How's this going to happen?" I'm an old man. Right. Like she's an old lady. Right. How's, she's like seventy five. Correct. But it, as I'm reading this, it's like he's taken what God is telling him as possible. And still placing it in human conditions. And so, I'm old. My wife is old. I, and I agree with that. And is that not what we do? Yeah. Yep. So, what if God would just silence us, or if God would just put a put some a kibosh on us to mm-hmm. show the power of God? Right. Because I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent We always try to make human decisions and human, uh, you know, reasoning reasoning out of spiritual, and you cannot. 100% do that. And that's what we've been sure. talking about for almost three years. Yep. You cannot put human reasoning on the spiritual at any given time. Yep. And that's the problem with the Christian community. And that was the problem with Zachariah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he was putting human reasoning, even though he's obeyed, what, all the all, commandments? Oh, yep. Yeah, and that leads us into, you know, I said, you know, Gabriel's not done with his with his wonderful messages, six months into Elizabeth's pregnancy. These are like pregnancy. the longest passages in the Bible. It is. I'm sorry. I told you, we pretty much walked through the entire book of... Thank uh, you for leaving me something. Luke chapter 1. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but anyway, so six months into Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist, Gabriel visits Mary. She's around 13, 14, somewhere in there. She's engaged to be married to Joseph. And I said, I know that we've read this year in, year out, but let's look at it a little bit. You know, Let's open our minds to what God wants to tell us. 
Luke 1, 26. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. That's important for prophecy purposes as well. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. It didn't say that she was afraid. I mean, I'm sure she was afraid too, but she was confused and disturbed. I, you know, I bet Mary has a little bit of sass in her. I'm sure she did. She gotta have be. But she was. She's confused and disturbed, but. She was a good girl. She was, but you know. It says Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Maybe the angel, sh- maybe Gabriel should have told that to Zachariah. You found favor with God and that right. calmed him down right. a little bit. I don't know. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And then the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And then here's Mary's response. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Wow. You know, in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Wow. What if we all had that attitude? Absolutely. I'm talking about myself at this point. I'm the Lord's servant, whatever you want me to do. Right. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's just a great response, you know, and and like I said, we we look at it, we read that every year, um, but for me, as I've read it, you know, I glorify it, and I think, oh, wow, awesome, she was visited by Mm -hmm, an angel, it mm -hmm. had to be so simple, Mm -hmm. had to be so easy for her, And, and I said, well, to begin with, you know, marriage and engagements were different back then right you know Allie and i met in second service i made a slip up so if you watched the service online or you were here live second service you heard me say that Allie and i dated for 20 years i caught myself because i looked at people looking at me puzzled they were like we dated for two years um, around two years i went and and talked to tom my father-in-law now and uh, i asked for his blessing for his daughter's hand in marriage once i received that blessing i proceeded with plans for the engagement right um and um not so in Mary's time. Right. Mary's marriage to, to Joseph, her engagement to Joseph, would have been set up. Mary would have probably had not a, a say in the matter whatsoever. Well, the thing about that is when you when you uh, look at Mary and Joseph, and one of the – I came really, really close talking about Joseph. Okay. Because he is there, but we don't – we only hear a few things about him. Yeah. And, um, not to, you know, you know, beat the chosen over the head again, but in the chosen mm-hmm. for the Christmas episode, I really liked the guy they got to play yes. Joseph. Uh, I thought he did, a, I thought that is kind of the, the attitude that Joseph would have. Mm-hmm. It shows him, he seems to be a little older. Like I would say that, you know, it looks like Mary is very young, the girl that's playing her. Like yeah. I'd say she's, She's probably older than real life, but she looks like she's 13, 14, yep. 15 years old. And the guy looks like he's somewhere between 28 and 32 yeah, years same, old. But yeah, he's very, yeah. just just the whole demeanor of Joseph. And what that, I mean, I think Joseph 
we, we have to really look at this from a human point, which I hate to do sometimes because I always say look at it the spiritual, but look at from the human standpoint of what Joseph was going through. I mean, he literally had to believe what she was saying. And so he, he did get a, you know, a visit, but, right. um, but how hard would that be? And, yeah. and, and just the, the, and once he actually found out what was going on from God, still people are going to be talking. Exactly. And that's, and that's, that's the thing really that has difficult. really hit me. Like, I'm sure that it wasn't even whispers. Like, I'm sure people were talking straight out. And they talking. could hear them. Straight out. Um, but yeah, I love that too. And I love that in the messengers, uh, last year, the chosen's Christmas special, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, his, he, he didn't come out and say this, but he was pretty much, he looked at Mary and was pretty much like, look, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is what God has willed and, and we're going to make this happen. I like John MacArthur's quote that you had down here. I yeah. thought that was really good. He said, Joseph would know it wasn't his child. Would there be a disgrace? Would she be outcast? Uh, would she be stoned? Would she be divorced? How, how could she get people to believe this? All these, all these thoughts, I love this, swirling around in her mind, even though she believed there would, there would still be all these thoughts. And you know, you're, yeah. he's right. Yeah. Even though we still believe in God, if you put it in our terms, things are, go- there's always things swirling in your mind. She, mm-hmm. she's still girl. She's still human. She's mm-hmm. still trying to work this through, but she knows. And yep. she's a very, uh, man, that's a good quote. Yeah. I love that because he, before that, he said, even, he said, on the one hand, she would be thinking of the privilege because certainly there had been many Jewish mothers who had wished to be the mother of the Messiah. She knew that her mm-hmm. honor was singular. Her honor was unique. He said, but on the other hand, she was only 13. She was betrothed to Joseph, and all of a sudden, she'd now be in the position of being unwed and pregnant, which mm-hmm. could honestly lead to her death. Exactly. Um, you know, and then he goes on to say that, and it's like, wow. I guess I've just never thought about the severity of right of what she was going through. Um, but the questions had to be there. The questions had to be there for Zachariah. The questions had to be there for Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I said. You know, and, and I'm. You can probably attest to this too. There have been times in my life, and I'm sure there have been times in your life, where I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God wanted me to do something. Right. And he wanted me to make a decision. He wanted me to make a move, a change. Right. He wanted me to to follow through with something. And even though I knew absolutely, 100%, that that's what God's will was for my life, guess what? There were still questions. Mm-hmm. There was still uncertainty. There was doubts. Um, there were all of those thoughts swirling around in my mind. Or God wants you to do something you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the bummer of it, too, been, because you had a... You've been there? I have. Have you? Yeah, I have been there before. How about you? Yes. <laughs> yes, <I have>. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so I said there were two things that we can learn from from Zechariah and Elizabeth is the first one especially, um, but Mary as well, is that they were faithful. You know, you alluded to this earlier, verse 6, Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. So this is even before they're visited by the angel. Right. It says they're careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They're careful to obey all. You said it, not some, not a few, right. not most, but all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. Because at this point, they could have had a pity party for themselves. They could have turned their back on God, said, what has God ever done for us? We we wanted kids. We would have been great it's like parents. This would have been nice 45 years ago. Exactly. Right? Awesome. You know, but they didn't turn their back on him. They they remained faithful. Right. And then the second thing is, you know, they were obedient. Yeah, that's a huge one right there if you think about it, being obedient. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's... Obedience is really, really, really tough. I mean, you can talk about faith and all that, but man, when it, when it comes time to put your faith and your money and your, and the rubber to the road, mm-hmm. obedience is it. And it's really tough to be obedient. Am I going to do what God wants right. me to do? Because like you said, obedience is sometimes doing stuff even though it's not what you want to do. You don't want to do it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then I alluded to this again. Mary responded, verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. 
So then um, you have Luke 1, 57 through 64. Mm-hmm. says, when it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when uh, her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. I love that. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. Uh, they wanted to name him Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name's going to be John. I look, there's a little yep. indignation in there, in there. Yep. What? They were like, um, there is no one in all of your family by that name. And so they used gestures to uh, ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. I think he they were going to sway the dad. It's exactly. like, oh, surely he'll want to name him exactly. after himself. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. I love that. Mm -hmm. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. That's yeah, pretty good. I I mean, that's actually awesome. He speaks, and he starts to praise God. Yep, the first thing he does, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. What if God, the entire time he was silent, if there's, and and there is, the wisdom in God keeping Zechariah quiet during this time. Mm-hmm. What wisdom was there? Because there was. Right. I wonder what that was. Yeah, I don't know. Only Zechariah would know, I bet. Exactly. We're not told, are we? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we see their obedience there. We see Mary's obedience. You know, may everything you have said about me come true. And then their obedience in giving John his name of John, yep. even though everyone was trying to sway them a different way. And so we then see, and this is kind of where we picked up on the songs of Christmas, we then see um, after Mary's visited with by Gabriel, we see her make a roughly 80-mile journey, um, anywhere from 80 to 100 miles is what they believe it probably was, to go see her cousin Elizabeth. And um, we see her enter the house, and Elizabeth, um, at Mary's greeting, Elizabeth, um, John leaps within her, and we see her address Mary in this way, verse 42. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Can you imagine what a 13-year-old girl is going through when, no. when when your cousin says that? No. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Wow. And then at that greeting, uh, Mary breaks out in praise. And like I said, like you said earlier, um, this section of Scripture is called the Magnificat. When it's translated into Latin, it, it is not a dish at Olive Garden, but when it's translated into Latin, exactly, it means my soul magnifies the Lord, but more simply, it's known as Mary's song. Yeah. You want to read it? Sure. It says, uh, she says this, it says, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord and how my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he took note of his uh, lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. That is really good. Mm -hmm. He shows mercy from generation to generation. And this is huge to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. Wow. This is a 13-year-old, right? Yeah. Okay. He has filled the hungry with good things, and he sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. That is unbelievable. And I love that. You know, she alludes back to the promise that was made, that covenant that was made long before then. 
Um, and we have to remember too. Um, and I heard someone say this the other day that, you know, that God broke his silence by sending the angel to Mary. Not true, actually. I wanted to jump through the, the computer screen and grab him by the throat and be like, you are a high profile minister. You should know better than that. He actually went to, you know, Zachariah first. We see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 400 years. God hadn't spoken to his people. You know, he, he was speaking through prophets mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that dried up and, and stopped and God had not spoken for 400 years. And the first two people that he visits are Zachariah, this priest. And then guess what? He can't talk about it. <laughs> right. Right. And then, and then this 13 year old girl, <laughs> Mary. Um, and so let's also, before we break down, um, Mary's song, let's look at Zachariah's moment of praise as well. And, um, he begins in verse 67. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. And the first half of it, he's talking about Jesus. The second half, he begins to talk about his son, John. He says, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. The, excuse me. You're right. Yeah, I'm okay. You need more coffee? I do. Okay. <laughs> the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to John. He says, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the most high because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercy. The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death mm. and to guide us to the path of peace. Wow. It's good. And I love that. And we'll talk about it, but there's so much that just refers back to the Old Testament. Exactly. There. I love the, uh, I love, I, I, and I actually, stole your verse yesterday when i got up yeah uh, i love the uh that verse in um you know 77 um it's just it's just um it's awesome because when you're absolutely when you're looking at that you will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins i mean he is literally i mean here's the thing and i didn't say this yesterday because i just thought of it right now he is actually zachariah is uttering the gospel, right, and in, in, right. in, in a way, and I think that's amazing. Yep. So that's just here's what you're gonna do. It's just yep. that's crazy. Yep. Great. It's a great. It's a great illust- illustration from him. Absolutely. And so you know, obviously, you know, the natural thing for the worship minister to do is to preach on worship, right? Yes. Um, and so I talked about their their worship. I talked about their songs and the three things that we can learn. And there's probably so many more things that we can learn from them. Right. Um, just their humbleness and, yeah, and, yeah. and everything else. But um, these three things, I think that as we dive into their responses and their their worship, we can learn first is that worship is first internal. It's personal and it's internal. Um, and we see this in Mary's song, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mm-hmm. Her soul praises, mm-hmm. her spirit mm-hmm. rejoices. Um, it's like from the depths. From the depths, exactly. I read this verse in Isaiah 29. said, I'm oftentimes convicted by this verse. Um, and it's a verse we hear, and it's a verse in the Christian community that's thrown around a lot. But I think if we would truly read this and examine our hearts, I don't know. I think it would make us look at, at worship and, and honoring God and the things that we right. say, the things that we do in a different light. Isaiah 29, 13 And so the Lord says, 
These people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. This is one of those verses that could have been written last week. Yeah, 100%. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Mm. I know we we give that verse a lot, and I've always, it's like, Mm. what does rote mean? You know, and I kind of get it. I understand what he's saying, but, you know, he says, their hearts are far from me. The definition of rote is mechanical or habitual repetition. And so what I said is pretty much God saying they're robots. You know, their words are, are good. Their words are saying that they're, mm-hmm. they love me and that they're, you know, they're following my commands. But guess what? Their hearts are saying something different. Well, that, that verse will cover your man-made traditions. That'll cover you, what you think is right. That'll cover, hey, you need to have this order of service. We need to right. sing this song at this time or right. we need to do this or that. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. It's really not from your heart. It's, it's just, it's just your, right. You're a robot. Right. You're, you're roboticing religion or, what you think is right. Did you make up a word there? Roboticing. Yeah, that's, look it up. I'm sure it's there somewhere. I'll have to, I can I don't think spell it is, it. but man, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's looking at me like. <laughs> and then you had down worship is expressive. Mm-hmm. That's good. It is expressive. And it should be expressive. And, and here's what I said. I broke this down. My, okay, so I made some people in my family mad yesterday. I upset my my oldest daughter because I used an illustration of her. And I upset my youngest daughter because I didn't use an illustration of her. You know, the spunky one. The, She's the like one with you. Sass. She's a diva. She is a She's big like diva. you. But I said, when's the last time you talked to somebody about their favorite sports team or maybe a hobby that they're passionate about? Do they just talk about it unenthusiastically? They just talk about it like, eh, nonchalantly? No. Like the Astros or, you know. Yeah, whatever. The Braves. Um, but I said, you know, we, Kentucky. we live in central Ohio. Right. So it's like how many Buckeye fans are out there and people raise their hands. Second service, someone was like, Oh, you know, I've been around, you know, this bunch of nuts enough to know that they exactly. love their, their football. And literally Buckeyes nuts. Right? They, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I said, take my family, for example, if you know me and Craig's got stuck in these conversations before Craig's like, I, I don't even care about bow hunting or archery, right. but I love bow hunting. I love right, just shooting right, my right. bow. And if you talk to me about it, I'm going to be passionate about it. I love it. Talk to my son. Talk to Christian about Legos. And he's going to tell you about the Legos he's built and the ones he wants to build and the ones he wants for Christmas and the ones that – I said, I don't get this, but he'll sit there and watch people build Legos on uh-huh, uh-huh. YouTube. Yep. Like why do kids do that? It's like you've got like 8,543 Legos in your room in the and then floor. Gonna, yeah, right. Why right, are you watching somebody right. else build them? And then I said, or if you want to see Big Passion – and uh, Wyatt Fetter got stuck talking to Jordan about this. He made I, – I told him, I was like, you made the mistake. He asked her about the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, gosh. Um, and they finally decided to win a basketball game on Saturday, and they looked like a team. And so she was really excited about that. Um, but I said she's not going to be like, yeah, I like them. And I think Carolina Blues, it's a pretty good color. And Armando Baycott's my, my favorite player. No, she's going to have passion. She's going to get excited. And, and I said, you know, we see that in – in Mary's song, we see that in Zacharias. It's like, if we don't respond like that with our passions and our favorite sports teams, why would we respond with our worship to God unenthusiastically? Right. Without right. expression. You know, why would, and I said, but I see it every week. And I wasn't just talking about music. 
It's like uh, back in the 70s, uh, we had um, – back in the 70s, we had this huge snow, like 77, 78. And those of you who are my age or older, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Humongous snows in Ohio. I mean, I think it was the blizzard of what, 78 or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm telling you, no lie. This is zero lies here. I mean, this is 100% fact. My dad was a minister of a church outside of Hillsborough, Ohio. The weather was absolutely treacherous like it, you can almost not move it was sub below temperatures like below zero i mean we're talking 10 below zero we had people who would not come to church are you ready wouldn't come to church because it was too cold in the quote auditorium because it was an older building right but they went to the Bengals game uh-huh. and it was 15 below zero and they sat outside yep so here's the thing we do what we want to do Exactly. You worship God how you, you, you wouldn't do that with your, like you said, your favorite sports team or your grandkids or your family or a new car or your house or whatever. But we, we don't do the same thing with God. So why? What's, what's going on? Absolutely. I saw a meme about that and I think I sent it to you recently. I'm trying to find it, but now I, I'm not sure where it went, but it was, it was people sitting in a football stadium and they were covered in snow. Right. And it's like, we're passionate. We're this passionate to, um, you know, to go to our favorite sporting event, but we won't even go to church. Exactly. 100%. 100%. And I'm sure I botched that, that meme up, but that's pretty much what it was saying. You have down here, Luke 1, 49 through 51. It says, for, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. And I like that reiteration of that because yeah. that is, a, that yeah. Is can you imagine Mary just singing that, but just singing it unenthusiastically? No, not at all. No, you know, and then Zacharias prays. He says, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. If you've been redeemed, you're not going to be just kind of like, oh Blah. yeah, he, he redeemed us. Passive. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. And and so the last thing that I want to do, you know, as kind of I alluded back to Isaiah, the last thing I want to do is I want, I don't want my worship to be robotic. No. You know, I don't want your worship to be robotic. And then you had uh, number three, uh, worship overflows from a true and intentional relationship with God. True is good and intentional means I'm making the effort to yeah. do this. And um, this is, this is probably my favorite, my favorite part of these two accounts of worship. But again, this is something else that I really, I knew it was in the back of my mind, but I haven't put as much focus on. As we're reading their words, as we're reading Mary's words, as we're reading Zachariah's words, the truth is, is that, yeah, some of them are their words, but they're not just words. Right. They, they knew their Old Testament. And their songs, their worship was overflowing from what they knew of God's right, word. Right, right, exactly. And uh, John MacArthur said this. He said, it is filled with echoes. He's talking about Mary's song. He said, it is filled with echoes of Scripture, filled with Scripture. And it reveals that Mary, this young teenage girl, had her heart and mind literally saturated with the Old Testament word of God. Right. And I love that word saturated. You know, if you walk out. In the rain, and you get saturated with the rain, yes, you're not going to have a few raindrops Mm-mm. on your Mm-mm. shirt. Like, you're going to be soaked. And he says that's what she was like when it came to knowing um, the Old Testament. And the same is true for Zacharias as well, you know. Um, and, and I said, you know, Mary, a lot of people say that Mary's song is um, very reminiscent of 
um, Hannah's praise mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. first Samuel, Hannah was Samuel's mother. First Samuel one eleven, she said, and she made a, and it says she made a vow saying, Lord almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of my life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. And then I kind of broke down just, these are just a couple from each moment, um, about how, you know, Mary begins by saying, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And we see the parallel in Psalm 34, too, says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. And how about you going ESV there? Right. you going Moody Bible College? Exactly. Right there? But then we read in, in verse 49, Mary says, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for mm-hmm. me. But that echoes Psalm. It just wasn't her words. Yeah. It's just, Psalm. yeah, it's just, it's an, yeah, right. exactly. 126 verse three, the Lord has done great things for us mm-hmm. and we are filled mm-hmm. with joy. Yep. And then I said, it doesn't stop with Mary. This is just a couple, but you know, Zechariah alludes to, um, prophecies from both Isaiah mm-hmm. as well as the mm-hmm. book of Malachi. Malachi. You want to read the one in Isaiah 40? Yeah, it says, listen, it, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland uh, for our God. And then Malachi 3.1, he says, look, I'm sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to this temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's army. It's amazing to me how every single thing, all these things point to Jesus yep. Christ. And we hear this through the songs of Mary yep. and Zechariah. Exactly. It's, it's just a continual yep. repeating of what God wants you to mm-hmm. know and what you to Absolutely. hear and what you to listen to. R.C. Sproul said this. He's good. He's very good. He's dead, but he's good. He's still good. Yeah, he's I actually good. heard he him say this. It was on YouTube. Oh, awesome! But it was an, it was audio. Yeah, of of a sermon that he was talking about this passage of scripture. Right, and it was really good. I wish I could have just played it because you know the way that he says it is yeah. so much better than yeah, I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It. a little but dramatic, he, right? Right. Yeah. But he said the more we and here's another word: the more we ingest scripture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hide it in our hearts, memorize it, become familiar with it. We will find that when we are praying again and again, we will turn to the language of the word of God itself. And this is modeled for us in this marvelous hymn by Mary herself. Mm-hmm. And I was convicted mm-hmm. of that. It's like, you know, I should be praying God's words back to him. Yeah, actually pray the scriptures. That's a big, that, yep. remember when that all came out about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 25 years ago? Um, you know, pray through the scriptures. Yep. That's really good to yeah. do. Really yeah. good to do. And that's something that as a worship leader, you know, one of the, the things that I pride us in here at RCC is we strive to make sure that the songs we sing are biblically accurate. They're, they're theologically sound. You know, and a lot of the songs that we sing, they may not be word for word straight out of the mm-hmm. Bible, but a lot of them are just singing right. back scripture mm-hmm. or they're taken straight out of, of scripture. So mm. good stuff though. Yeah, I think and so. Then you asked a closing question. Yeah. And, and I said, so was it a question? It was a question. Yeah. You know, it's easy to praise God when things are good, right? It's easy to give God praise when he, he, you know, there are things that are taking place that are worthy of praise. But I asked right. this question. I said, you know, I just want you to personally answer it. Am I able to worship God even in tough or uncertain times? Hmm. We see Zachariah do it. We see Mary do it. I don't and care. I don't care who you are. It's tough. It is tough. Tough. And it had to be tough for them. Right. But they did it. 
They did it, you know, because yeah, it was good and there was promise and there was prophecy being fulfilled, right, but right. there was still, all, mm-hmm. as John MacArthur mm-hmm. said, all of the questions swirling around, swirling around. I like that swirling. Then I went through the land the of twirly, the swirly, swirly, swirly gumdrops <laughs> and then through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> we watched that last night. It's <laughs> good stuff, buddy. The elf. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Brandon the elf. So there we go. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I feel like if I had to preach from behind your podium. Right. But good job. Good stuff. I thought that was good. Good way to look at that. Good way to get us going and, uh, or to keep us going. And I, I think that's, that's awesome. So thank you. And, um, you know, um, now y'all stuck with me for two weeks. That's right. That's right. But in the two weeks time, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing this five times. So that's crazy. That's crazy. Exactly. Um, I wanted to let, uh, let you guys know that this coming Sunday, if you haven't remembered, don't forget the reception for Todd and Lynn Norquist, uh, this Sunday, December 18th. We're just saying thank you to their 23 years of service and we're going to honor them during both the services. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a reception between the nine and the 1030 service and then all also following the the ten thirty worship service, and then Christmas weekend. Yep, Christmas weekend. We are having three identical services, three, and so come one or come all. But if you come all, they're going to be the same. Perfect. Three o'clock Christmas Eve, five o'clock Christmas Eve. Those are PM, by the way. Exactly. We will not be here at three and five AM. Three o'clock PM, five o'clock PM, and then ten thirty Sunday morning. The normal time for our second hour of service and, um, one service, one service, Sunday, Sunday. the one service at 1030. And speaking of one service, correct. We got another one service coming up. New Year's Day Day. is going to be at 1030 as well. And, and I know that they're having a, a big day in the children's wing. They're having PJs and pancakes, right? That's going to be fun. Can I go over there? You may, you may. Can I wear my PJs? Only if they're their Justin Bieber ones. I was gonna wear. I was gonna get me one of the um, the bunny suits, like in a Christmas story. Go for it. The pink. You look like a pink. I don't think anybody be shocked, but go for it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, New Year's Day one th- one service at ten thirty a.m. If you come for the nine o'clock, you're gonna be waiting for an hour and a half before we get going. I so, probably won't but, be here at nine o'clock. Yeah. So, so. get ready. Ten thirty one service. Don't know how many we'll have. If we have. 300 we'll cram in yep. and it'll be one sunday be fun. We'll see how it's going to work out it'll be it'll be really good and then exactly. just a couple more things here before we get into before we leave uh we have the isaiah bible study for women you can check that out on richwood.church forward slash women also have kingdom man for our guys starts on january the 11th at six o'clock you can also register at richwood.church forward slash men to do that mm-hmm. and then don't forget our upcoming sermon series Nine equals one. Nine equals one. Gave you a hint. You can hit us and let us know. If you don't, then you we'll have let three you know days to figure it out. Exactly. Let us know by noon on Thursday. Exactly. Exactly. So we're uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to that. So get the year turned, and I can't believe it's already. We're That's talking crazy. Two more it, weeks before the crazy. year's out. Seems like we just did the fair. You know service. what? I, I asked people yesterday. I said, "Who's ready for Christmas? Were you in there? Yeah, well, it was the first service. Oh, it was dismal." Yeah. Last year, they never did get ready until the Sunday that of Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Eve. I walk, who's ready for Christmas? Then they all applauded. Well, I'd hope so. Well, you have to be ready by that time. Because it's, it's coming, coming. Whether, you want, whether you want it or not. So, but I yeah. mean, we, we practically have almost all of our shopping done. I haven't bought anything for you yet, but really? Yeah. Well, I'm holding, I was thinking about um, getting you something a, big and expensive, a new car. You know what? 
That'd be awesome. I love Rod Roddy. Oh, Johnny Olson, bro. Well, that too. That's be, that's prior. That's prior, yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. Um, or, yeah, you know, something Astros. I will not buy anything like that. Sorry. I'll get you a Braves jersey. <laughs> you could do that too. I mean, I'd, I'd wear it. Right. I'd wear it. I mean, but, I mean, so those are Dale expensive. Murphy jersey or something. They are Dale Murphy, that would be fine. Get the pale blue, uh-huh. the powder blue one. Uh-huh. That's a nice one. Yep. Atlanta had a, they had some good uniforms back in the yep. 80s. Oh, they did. Those were for good. sure. Those were, those were classic. So we had to get baseball in for Sue and Alice. Yeah, there you go. Right You're at the welcome. very tail end. You're welcome, ladies. So, um, you know, um, heading into a Christmas, um, well, we got Christmas less than two weeks. Less than two weeks. And, um, yeah, we, we got a snowman on our mantle that's keeping the countdown. They change them every morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real snowman. No. Okay. It's just, his name's Olaf. No, I don't know what his name is. Of course it is. He's a little wooden guy. Wow. Yeah. So, but no, it's going to be good. It's, yeah. You know what? I, I know the weather's not there for what I would like for Christmas weather, but God know, is still good. It's, it's God's not, still on the throne. He is, even though my Christmas weather is like 70. Right. 75 Melakalikimaka is a thing right. to say. There's so I many good it. versions of that. Okay, before we go, I, I, do you know whose birthday today is? Think about it. Celebrity. Big time celebrity. I mean, big time. Big. You're hearing him all over the stations right now. Bing Crosby. Nope. Willie Nelson. Nope. Nat King Cole. Nope. Are they alive? They're not alive, but this is their birthday. And and he is everywhere. I mean, you're hearing him all over the Christmas stations. Elvis. Nope. Um, Come on. Big, uh, like one of the all time. Frank. Frank Sinatra. I just, I had to go through him. He would be 107. Oh, wow. Wow. So my daughter, every morning, she's got an Amazon Alexa in her, um, in her room. Yeah. She's like, Alexa, play holiday favorites. I hope somebody's Alexa plays it now. (laughs) But it does. It plays, you know, it plays some newer stuff too, but not as much. It it plays, you know, Bing and Nat King Cole. I love Nat King Cole's voice. Yeah. Um, He's he's pretty good. Frank and in all of that stuff. I was listening to Ella Fitzgerald saying a baby. Ella Fitzgerald? Really? Yeah, she's good. There it is. You better watch out. You better not cry. 107 today. 107. Happy birthday. You know whose birthday was a couple of days ago? Um, Yours? No. No, mine's in March. I know that. Saturday. You know whose birthday was Saturday? No. The one and the only. Oh, Todd Norquist. Todd Norquist. Happy birthday, late Todd Norquist. He turned 38. He's a year older than I am, I think. Is he 38? Yeah. Is he, He's older than I am. I don't know. Let's not talk about his age. Come on. He's a little older than me. I think he's 59. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's 59. Maybe 58. I don't know. It's somewhere in that ballpark. I don't know. He ain't 60, but he's older than me. How about that? There you go. There you go. There you go. So, anything else? No. We're, how come we always run longer when I preach? I, I had know. a lot. I had a ton of scriptures. Yeah. That helps me not to have to speak as much. I just read scripture. I know, right? You know what? If God's word says it, why would I say it any other, any other way? Yeah, you would. You wouldn't need to. Although, um, when I read the scriptures, I get in trouble, though. So why? <laughs> no, you get in trouble because you read the scriptures and you add too much, and then you go over by six <laughs> minutes. Right <laughs> now, here's the deal. You everybody. know, since you got five minutes stored in the deposit bank, I might use those Sunday. Well, you tried using Todd's too. I did. Do I get some of them for a prayer or something? 
Dude, you actually sucked them away yesterday. Yeah, you did. They're gone. They're gone. You, you, you. I prayed too it. long. Yeah. I did pray longer second service. I prayed longer second service, and I ad libbed a little bit more. There were other things that it was the Holy Spirit. You know, we'll, we'll blame let's the, go with let's that. Blame let's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Can Spirit, we blame right, the Holy yeah, Spirit? Right. I am the Lord's servant. I do. As you I'm tell the Lord's me. servant. <laughs> I went longer because of the Holy Spirit. Oh gosh! But anyways, so this week looks like it's gonna be a good week. It's a little chillier. Mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. have to keep my fire going. I think. Mm-hmm. You should come up and sit in front of the fire, you and Jasper. I'll be asleep. He loves it. I'll I sent asleep. you a Snapchat, was it yesterday or the day before? He Every time, like he'll in the evenings, he'll curl up right in front of the fire. That's what I'd do. He loves it. That's you'd what I'd to, do if I was there. You'd have to fight him for the spot. I'd do it. I think I'm curl up with you. Oh, well, that'd be fine, too. Yeah. Get hair all over me, but that'd be fine. Yeah, he doesn't shed too bad. Really? Yeah. He's got poodle in him. He's more golden. Like, if you look at him, you think, wow, he's full golden retriever. But he has poodle in him. That helps him not shed so much. Really? Yep. That's good. Yeah, good for that's, you guys. That was the plan. That's that's why we got him, and it has worked out. I mean, he does shed, but it's not bad. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody sheds, right? I do. Man, I've been losing hair. I'm be bald. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we are just in nonsense land now. Right. Right. So Poodles we're gonna, we're gonna let you all go. Um, I think we're we're good. Don't forget to join us this weekend, the 18th. Worship with us here. If you are not able to. Only if you're not able to. Don't make it an excuse. But join us at 1030 on the YouTube on our channel for our live stream service as well. That'd be good. So have a great day, Craig. Stay warm. I'm going to try. See you.